Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Becoming Boss Babes. I'm your host, Tiffany Burke. And today, in honor of World Mental Health Day, I am speaking with Nicole Long, who is a certified Christian transformation life and business coach. So let's have a listen. All right. So um, I'm here with Nicole and um, Nicole is a life coach and we met via social media. And I think I was drawn to you, Nicole, because during a time, the last two years has been, there's a lot of negativity and your Instagram page was always filled with light, positivity, and kindness. So um, that's kind of what drew me to you. And I can't remember, do you teach Pilates or are you just in uh, like a Pilates enthusiast? I'm just a junkie. Yes. You are? <laughs> just a junkie. I just assumed you were a teacher. I don't know in why. My next, in my next phase of life, that's where I want to do. Like You do? I have, I have five more years of the little one and then I want to phase into that. And then we actually bought over this period of COVID and bought property and land. And so I want to build and I want to put a, um, my girl a dancer. So we'll have the dance studio, but I also want to slash Pilates studio. So then when I do teach, people can come to the studio here. So. Oh, that's so neat. Well, I have a teacher training program that oh. hopefully is launching in January. Yes. And um, there are, there will be some West Coast mm-hmm. locations too. Where okay. are you in California? I am an hour north of San Diego. So is Long Beach that far? It's, um, depends on where in Long Beach, because everything that area and at Long Beach and LA means traffic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it would be like a weekend trade, but you would go for yeah. a few weekend trainings. Yeah, we'll but, um, yeah, I have no, geographically, I just know San Diego South, yes. San Francisco is North <laughs> and LA somewhere in the middle, right? Yes. <laughs> and I grew up I grew up in Oregon, so that's not too far. But yeah, that's where my youngest wants to go for school because we always oh, really? in Washington and Oregon. One of my best friends is in Oregon. And so like my daughter's has become addicted to Oregon. So she's already made it. It's so pretty there. It's a mess right now, but that's just Portland that's a mess. The rest of it is great. Where yeah. in Oregon does does your your best friend live? She lives Beaverton. So that's really close. So I was from Lake Oswego and Tigard area. So Beaverton's Mm -hmm. right in there. Like their high schools were like, they would compete. So they're not far from each other. That's so cool. It's so, whenever I go back, it's so beautiful and so green. I'm jealous. (laughs) It's just like, you can roll down your window and be like, oh. But you live in San Diego, which is like some of the the best climate ever, right? I think, yes, but we take it for granted on top of that. But I love seasons. You don't yes. get a lot of seasons. When we get rain by 10 a.m., you're taking off your little Uggs and you're like, oh my God, I'm sweating. Like, it is, yeah. I want, I, I'm a weather girl, I'm a fall girl. I want the. Me want too. The, yeah. And so. See, I think know. we're a lot alike. Yes. <laughs> I yes. love fall and spring. Um, yes. Utah has four seasons, but. Their sp- our spring and fall are short. Yes. And we're just now getting that beautiful, crisp, golden color, which I love. Yeah, moving so t- I get the mountain. So tell me a little bit about what you do as a life coach. So what I do is what I like to call, I'm a transformation agent. I Ooh. like to help people transform into their, whether it's the next phase of life, next phase of business, 
um, a healing approach to it, but really helping and aiding in their transformation of whatever life has brought them to. Um, sometimes people come to me for, you know, business coaching and, but it encompasses our life. Like life mm-hmm. happens that still happen while we're going through trainings. Life things happen while you're trying to go to that next thing. Um, and so in that state of uncomfortability and life happening to you while you're still trying to go to the next stage, you need someone who's that accountability partner. You need someone who's like, okay, yes, this sucks right now, but look at the other side. And what does that other side look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What Envision them. We're adding hope. And then we're providing skill sets to where if I was to evaporate on the face of the earth, the next occurrence, you can still navigate through because now I've given you those skill sets and those tools and that transformation toolkit that you mm-hmm. can use to apply to all situations. Um, and so that's the gist of what I do with life coaching. And then lately I've been um, segueing into training others to get certified in life coaching. Oh, I love and that. So that's been kind of my focus the last two, three years. And hopefully by the time your podcast launches, I have my online training up and ready to run because it's been a brainchild for like three years and needs to get out of the space. Um, yeah, I, know, but, I understand that. Yeah, so those are the things that I yeah, kind of do. I just, I like, and it, it champions alongside women. It did mm-hmm. start off to where um, I was taking and working with all, and I still take and work with all. But my message is catered to women and to, you know, those who are wearing so many different hats and so many different things. And we're so ready for the next thing that sometimes we have to take a pause and take in, you know, what's going on in here. So then we can internalize it and externalize it a little bit better. So has your tools helped you with the um, business that you're saying that you're trying to get off the ground and launch? Um, Do you apply that to yourself? Yes. And to other people's demise, them too. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's hard to apply your own knowledge and advice you give to other people to yourself. Like I look at myself and I give people advice and then I look at myself and I'm like, I should listen to my own advice. <laughs> no, there's absolutely times, even in coaching sessions where I download what I like, these aha moments, and <laughs> share with the client. And then I'm like, ooh. I got goosebumps and that's not because that was good for you. Because <laughs> that was good for me. And now I've got work, but you know, I love that. So it's like, darn it. Now we both have work to do. So <laughs> you're like back to me now. <laughs> yeah, but no, but it, it's definitely hard to have that mirror in front of you. Um, but I, because it's the geek in me, like I was the kid who, you know, the parents go outside and play generation and I'm sneaking books in my clothes. I can go out of sight, out of their view and read books. And the books I'm reading are psychology books and the books I'm reading are relationship books. And I'm just like trying to dig deeper into who people are and analyze them. So using that, I tend to overanalyze even situations that I am in um, Mm -hmm. that are bad. Um, And so that's how I'm able to apply it to myself but there are definitely times where I'm like, ooh, missed the mark on that one. <laughs> but that's proof that I'm human 
and that's mm-hmm. where that I feel like, okay, God's not done with me yet. I got one more day to try and get it right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. And I think that's nice that you can share that with your people too, or your clients too, oh, that you're human too. And I think, I think I like to, I like to be guided by example more than anything. And, mm-hmm. um, you being a positive role model that's also human is probably very effective too. Yeah, yeah I um, I was a, I am an introvert, but I was definitely even private with some of the trials and things you go through. But with mm-hmm. clients, especially, there's a common ground, and I want them to be able to identify with the oops, with mm-hmm. the hey, this is my mistake. One of the most freeing things I remember, I have a, a Facebook group called Live Life Out Loud. And I I think I had scheduled like a time where I was supposed to go live and I totally missed the time. Like just over my head. So I jumped back in the group and instead of making some excuse or instead of just like trying to pacify, I was like, guys, I dropped the ball. I completely missed the time. I wasn't doing anything important, but just totally missed <laughs> And that happens, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I apologize. And my inbox was flooded with so many women saying, thank you for being imperfect and sharing yeah. it and being okay with it. I was having a tough day. And if you got it wrong, I know I'm okay to get it wrong <laughs> too. It was like all of a sudden, I guess for them, I became relatable. Mm-hmm. Where I guess for a while, you know, because it's a group, I can pick and choose what I'm going to publish. I can pick and choose what I'm going to say. Agreed. Yeah. So air of polish and so perfection from what I thought was perfection. And then this one oops occurs and I just have to own it because, you know, I was going to delete my past one. Like, like no one ever saw that I said it was going to show up at three when I show up at six. But don't say anything and just pop it and act like it was okay. But just owning it and sharing it. And I had like three new clients that day because all of a sudden to them, I became relatable. I didn't even realize I was perceived as unrelatable and that I had it all sold together. And that I, mm-hmm. how did I, I can't be their coach because they're not ready for a perfect coach. Yeah. I think people like to see people who are authentic too. Yeah. I've noticed on social media, whenever I post things that aren't perfect or, um, I post an oops or anything, it gets so, it, it gets, it gets a lot more traction Absolutely. and people appreciate it. And they're like, Oh, I love to see that you're not perfect. I'm like, well, if you could see my camera roll <laughs> of my bad side of this exercise, you'd have a whole nother view of me because <laughs> we only post and we only show the world the good stuff. And it's, I think it's just human nature, but people really do appreciate to see that you're not perfect and how you deal with your imperfections. Yeah. And, you when know, I practice some of the rails and that you post, I'm like, how many times did you have to do this one? Cause I, what? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to record it and see how smooth and look. And I'm like, Oh, heck no. <laughs> I'm only doing my good side. Like, and that was a bad here. angle. Right. I'm like, Oh no, I nope, not sharing this one. I don't know how she does it. Cause I didn't and, do that. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, take number 21. Well, you know what? Now I'm sore. Forget it. <laughs> Forget <yeah>. it. <laughs> It happens. It happens. It really does. Awesome. <laughs> I should post more bloopers because there's a lot of them. Yeah, Some of them aren't even that funny. Most yeah. of them are my children in the background. That come in. Yeah. Yeah. Who say things that, you know, they shouldn't say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but so 
what are some, like if you were to give somebody, cause it's a stressful time. I think there's a lot of anxiety and it's just carried over. And I think this mm-hmm. is a new reality. People are dealing with baggage they didn't deal with before. What are some tools? If you could give someone three tools to deal with stress and anxiety, what would it be? <laughs> is that too broad? No, not at all. I just think it's, like you said, it's the perfect time when we're all dealing with it. Um, and so even though it's not necessarily a tool, it's the, the bag that carries the tool is knowing mm-hmm. you're not alone. It's, it's sometimes I think people feel so alone and I'm dealing with this by myself. Mm-hmm. that we can't even begin to open the bag. But if the bag is, I'm not alone, and even though someone might not be suffering with the exact same thing, mm-hmm. that smiling, bibbly bobbity person sitting next to me has their own internal struggle, mm-hmm. then I, it's okay. And so it's going to be okay. One of the tools that I use personally when I open the bag after I realized, come out of yourself, you are not alone in this. Let's address this because now I'm not hiding behind it. Now I'm not scared to touch the bag, right? I'm opening up and I'm literally centering. Just put my hand over my heart. Feel my heartbeat. That's life. That's breath. That means it's not over. That means I have a chance to get it right. I have a chance to reposition myself, realign, and figure out the new approach. Is this perfect? And if it's not perfect or if it's not what I want, how do I address it? But I mm-hmm. can't do that if I don't realize that, hold on, I'm, there's a beating heart here. Take, hold on. <laughs> like, that's a breath. That's, that's you. Yeah. You're worth it. There's, there's right, it's right here. Like it's being mm-hmm. like, tangible. Yeah. You can do this. Um, another part that I've started doing and that I've even noticed has worked well with my girls is breathing techniques. And I was just going to ask about breathing. Yes. So and glad you brought it up. It's also helped even with through Pilates. <laughs> yeah. I think Pilates has become my safe place when I didn't even know I needed one mm-hmm. years ago was because it was the inhale and the exhale. I'm like, wait, did she say inhale here or exhale there? Where the, what? And so I'm working on my breathing. Yeah. And I came in the room with thinking, okay, I got to pick up so-and-so. I got to do this. I got to do da-da-da-da-da. But then when I'm in the room and I'm inhale, exhale, wait, what did she say? Okay, hold on. Wait, right foot, left foot. Look, I'm so focused on the body positioning and the breathing that whatever junk came in my brain doesn't have a chance to even flow through when I'm practicing Pilates. And yeah. so it's become a place for a person like me where my brain can actually turn off. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally just focusing on the breath. And so then even not with Pilates, it's that, you know, that holding that breath for three to four seconds, taking it in for three seconds, holding it for four to five seconds, mm-hmm. and then releasing it. And just doing that into a pattern of where you feel that different type of, oh, okay, I can manage now. Now let me go. And Mm -hmm. so being so, you know, so the first tool being the heartbeat, second tool being the breathing, and the third just being, it's, I don't even know how it's okay can be a hammer, but if I could name a hammer and make a line that was like, you know, a a brand, it's Mm -hmm. okay. 
it's okay. We, we're going to hammer this out. We're going to navigate it. We're going to work. We're going to use the tool, but it's okay if sometimes I hammer and to my husband's <laughs> demise, my nail isn't straight. It's a little crooked. <laughs> so it's mine. So it's, it made it through the wood. And guess what? I agree. It's still cold. <laughs> It's so funny that you use that as it's an okay. example. So true. It's okay. <laughs> I just hang I just hang shit up all over the wall. Oh, and he's right. like, Did you put this like, this such and such stop screw using in fish pins? <laughs> I use those all the time. All the time. They work. <laughs> they and you don't need a hammer. And no. if you use a hammer, it just breaks it. So. Right. <laughs> we are so alike. <laughs> It's like there's tools for this, this picture hanging, uh, this actual picture hanging nails and da 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 you just push it through the drywall. And did you look for the stud? What's no. a stud? You're a stud. I was like, aren't you enough? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Indeed. My husband literally like measures things out. He does like oh, a mathematical yeah. equation yes. when he's hanging a stupid yes. mirror. Yes. And I'm like, just right about there that's where the yes. hole goes and nail it in yes. bam we're done he's like oh but no it's not symmetrical yes <laughs> i call him and excuse my french for anybody but i call him martha freaking stewart <laughs> he's like the martha probably loves that <laughs> house like and i'm like when did when did you become that guy and he's he's a semi-pro football player he's like wow you know what i mean but then no one knows the domestic OCD part of him, but me and the mm-hmm. girls. And you're just like, I that's really know. cute. <laughs> like, dude. So I'll come, you know, he'll go out of town for work or whatever. And then that's really when I get handy mandy. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like, I just left for 24 hours. What did, what, and did you measure this? It just looks like you threw it up there. Well, in my mind, no, I saw it. I saw the space and, and it fit. And I got the lever on, and it kind of leveled, so we're good. It <laughs> looks good. <laughs> no, but where's your line? And I don't see your pencil marks, and I don't see the right hole. Duh. Bruh. It looks funny. <laughs> you don't have to lift it up and look underneath it. <laughs> then underneath it, you see, like, my missed holes, and, like, oh, that one didn't fix, so I did it again. There's, like, five holes to get one hole right. And he's like, mm-hmm. what if you would have measured? Eh, we're good. It's fine. Agreed. Agreed. Again, we're so alike. <laughs> <laughs> so your husband um, uh, is a semi-pro football player, you said? No, he was. Former? Yeah. 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 That's, okay. uh, so um, I come from an athletic family, too. My dad played professional basketball, and my brother played Division One football as a quarterback. Nice. nice. So um, I think from an early – I was going to ask about goal study next. From an early age – so my dad grew up on the wrong side of town in Chicago mm-hmm. and he shined shoes at the age of seven or eight on the streets of Chicago to make money for his, mm-hmm. to help his family. Yeah. So he came from nothing and then eventually was raised by a Catholic priest. And he just always instilled with my brother and I in through sports is work ethic, dedication Absolutely. and goal setting. Yes. And, um, and it's probably, I think a lot of, a lot of athletes that are successful naturally or instinctually learn how to set obtainable goals, mm-hmm. little building blocks. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, is that something that you teach or you, are you encourage is goal setting? Oh, absolutely. So we use like the smart metrics. 
We're looking for that specific, the measurable, the the obtainable, the results, and the yeah. Timing. And you kind of like when we're going through our coaching model because we're identifying first, like why'd you why'd you come? What do you want to talk about today? So we're identifying mm-hmm. the issues. Then from okay. the issues, we're going into a stage of awareness because sometimes even what do you want to talk about today gives pause for clients. Because mm-hmm. whether you hired me for weight loss goals or whatever the case may be, when I say, what do you want to talk about today? It's like, oh, wait, I can pick something. I can, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it is in their lap. So if today you want yeah. to talk about your grief over your dead cat, then guess what we're talking about? We're talking about the grief over the cat. And what does that mm-hmm. look like? And how does that impede on your weight loss goals? Does it impede on your weight loss goals? Like all of those mm-hmm. things. So then we go into that awareness stage. And mm-hmm. then we go into, okay, well, now that we're aware, what are we looking for? Like, what is the goal? Mm-hmm. So what do I want from this? What, how does this solve the problem? And then not only that, we dig deeper into what foreseeable obstacles happen or could happen as you're working through the goals. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to set goals and then you start working on them and then boom, something happens. Or let's say like one of the goals, I don't know, you're outside and you want to do a garden. But the day mm-hmm. you do the garden, a big storm comes in. But if you weren't yeah. projecting that as a foreseeable obstacle, you wouldn't know uh-huh. to check the weather. You wouldn't yeah. know that the storm comes at one. So let me go do my gardening and the hard part from mm-hmm. nine to noon. Like there's just little things that kind of Preppers, we can't foresee every obstacle, but the better prepared we are and the more prepared that we are that if something does happen, I can pause, I can readdress, I can pivot, and then I can tackle it from this approach. It's just setting yourself up to succeed more, right? right? Because most of the time when we're blindsided, Mm -hmm. then we stop. And spin. (laughs) Yeah. chaos, right? Yeah. But... We can't predict every obstacle, but just to know that realistically, as I do this, things might occur. As Mm -hmm. I do this podcast, a kid might open up a squeaky door. I'm aware. I'm prepared. Mm -hmm. It's not going to throw me off and I'm not going to lose track of what I was saying. Already know. Already know. Under understand the expectations of my house, it is what and it it's is. fixable and it's fixable too. Right. If that happens, you know, right. like just deal with it, roll with it, right? I mean, <laughs> there, there's some things that are beyond our control, and that's okay mm-hmm. too, but we're not blindsided, and then we're putting that tangible goal and that measurement and using the smart model to then okay, how do we know it's a success? What does that mm-hmm. look like? Well, how do we measure success? Some things aren't measurable by a date. Some things aren't measurable by a pound on a scale. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a feeling. I just Mm -hmm. feel that it's success because I feel Mm -hmm. it. I can't Mm -hmm. see every success, but I can feel some successes. Mm -hmm. So getting them to identify that then puts us all in a spot where we can celebrate the small and the big wins. We don't celebrate enough of the small wins. We don't. We don't. Do you think this world, this reality right now has taught people to pivot more? The half glass full people. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're a half glass full person, aren't you? All the time. (laughs) Is your family, are your kids half glass, half glass, half full? At times. Um, I've got teenagers, so they live in 
that's not reality, mom. (laughs) Everything's a little pessimistic right now. Mm -hmm. Are they girls? They're girls, right? Yes. Teenage girls. I used to teach ice skating. I love them. But they're like, they're like Satan. There's a little bit of Satan in them. (laughs) He's slowly trying to take over and it's our job to like... (laughs) To, to fight that. <laughs> I see no lies. <laughs> but no, it's absolutely, um, they have a very good worldview, I think, a 360 kind of reality for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my husband, because I wouldn't say he's a pessimist either. I would just say that we're never, not never, but there are times on higher things where I'm just like the bubbly optimistic and he's like but no what about da 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 what about da 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 and then he gets in high gear and he's like well I want to do that like hold on hold on what about this what about this like da 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 why are you always busting my bubble I'm not I just want you to deal with the reality of like he's ready to go and he's a very futuristic person you're ready to go to high gear you know he wants a building the building's coming tomorrow hold on what about permits what about this what like it's those little things yeah you're just killing it i'm like i'm sorry but wait so we kind of rotate roll that's interesting that's interesting (laughs) but that's good that you're both not in the clouds at the same time you know like if you're both happy go lucky you need someone who's realistic bring it down to help yeah (laughs) i can imagine I can only imagine we're both in clouds all the time together. Like we can skip through it and then someone trips over something within the cloud and they're like, wait, hold on. Are we looking at this from a realistic approach? Like, yes, we, we dream big. We dream tremendously big. And some of the things that we accomplished is because of that. Um, and trusting in God to just take over and do his work. But there's definitely times where I'm like, mm, I'm going to let you lead this one. And I would just like kind of sidestep and watch from the sidelines because I don't know. <laughs> but don't you think that's a great thing for your kids to watch too, to see you dream big, work hard, achieve it. It's even good to see failures because I watched my parents succeed and fail, succeed and fail. Mm-hmm. And I think it taught my brother and I that things don't come easy. Things come from hard work. And if you fail, it's okay. You know, yeah. it's just a life lesson. Just keep going. And um, I, I think it's almost a disservice for kids to just see, the just win. see the wins. Yeah, because that's not. And I think, and I wonder. I think professional athletes have a really hard time adjusting to the real world after. Have you? I mean, I and your your husband may. I mean, um, my dad. Um, he played basketball like in the sixties and se- in the seventies mostly. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't around then. I was born in seventy eight. But I do have some friends that have um, husbands that were professional athletes and they were the golden child, the Mm -hmm. star, and then it's gone. And it's really hard to come back down to reality. No, I think that's a very fair assessment. And I don't think I've, I've lived it, but I haven't taken it to put it into words and to really Mm -hmm. see it that way. And I think even with you saying that now, even some conversations that I've had just recently, Mm-hmm. I can address it from that approach. It makes a little bit more sense on what's going on in my <laughs> in my spouse's head, mm-hmm. um, because I it, it is it's even in high school. It's like 
and his name was John. I was just like, oh, John, listen, oh, John, listen. I would go visit his school. We didn't go to the same school. I would go visit his school. And it was just like he had this fan club. And then it's so funny because there's some people that we've met who go to his school and he didn't really know. But they're like, oh, yeah, John. And he was this. And John's like, I don't know them. I'm like, well, they know you. And they're singing yeah. your praises. Like, oh, it's just football. And I'm just like, eh. But it's it's that. But I I always tease him now. Um I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. Um, and I tease him now because he's a Seahawks fan from Seattle, Washington, where he was, he loves Washington. Um, but I had to tell him like, look, I cannot watch football just because you stop playing it. I still have to watch it. And I don't want this to just be a solo activity. I would love for you to watch it with me. So pick a team, like, Pick it in. Oh, so he doesn't like to watch it? If I'm not on it, I'm not watching it. If it's not my That's team and not yeah. playing, like, he, yeah. like for a while, he wanted nothing to do with it because he was no mm-hmm. longer playing. And then he was coaching, and then that was okay. But then mm-hmm. that stopped. So then it was football. <laughs> like, it became a distaste because he wasn't his mm-hmm. anymore. Does he not like the changes? Because I used to be a professional ice skater and then I taught skating for a long time, which led me to Pilates. But I don't like watching it anymore because it's changed so much. And maybe I need to get over that. But like, I don't, I don't watch it that much. I think he's found his peace with it. Mm -hmm. But I think it, I don't know if it would have been without me being you're going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure he would have slowly found his way back to it. Um, but I, I, I don't think the drive and the need for it's not the same. Yeah. Because you know, even when um, with COVID and the while when it stopped and I went to NASCAR, I started watching NASCAR instead. And I love it. I love it. I like you really? Yeah, I do. I, I'm a junkie. I, I love seeing the, 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 it's the adrenaline. And I like, yeah, like we literally will, we've gone to some speed raids and things like went to Colorado and race um, high end cars. Like, I, I like How it. fun. I like the adrenaline. Um, but then I also like seeing the wrecks. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, having, um, he's like, I don't miss football. I'm like, I miss it. I'm just like dying inside. And it's like, yeah, it's not that serious. <laughs> he, he's just a little different for news for it as I <laughs> you know I've always been the fan he's always been the player yeah 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 different it's probably it's, different yeah that's interesting yeah. um so your kids are dancers do you help them I'm sure you do you're their mom but like do you feel like you take a special pride in helping them with mental clarity and goal setting and do you apply that to the, to them or do you, is that too close to home? No, um, it's a little bit of both. They've had some awesome teachers who have poured into their mental health and emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. So where I can not say just be mom because mom, we, we do all those jobs. Mm-hmm. Where I could just be the nurturer and the listener. Mm-hmm. And not facilitate every healing and every moment of teaching. Um, and, you know, they dance at that time. It was four to five hours a day. So they were really being poured into. 
mm-hmm. and then and, and aligned with our values and who I am. Like if it was mm-hmm. counterproductive, I would absolutely have a problem with that. But it it helped. So it was a village. Mm-hmm. Um, now that that's stopped and I've got full blown on teens and even you know pre adult, um, I find myself listening a whole lot more and. When I do have to interject, I am trying to interject from a coaching world to where I'm not dictating and I'm not telling and I'm not even therapying anyone. It's, mm-hmm. it's well, how do you feel about that? And what are your choices? And da 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 da, like pulling it out with from within. Um, when sometimes I'm like, Mom, just tell me. Mm, no, I'm not going to just tell you. What if I was to just tell you what would you want me to tell you? (laughs) (laughs) You How does that make you feel? (laughs) This little stuff like that. So yeah. Um, but I find it their world is different than what we grew up in. Mm -hmm. So how so? (laughs) (laughs) They have full blown access to everything. Even when we don't want them to, yeah, we put parameters up for them not to. If they're not seen as the grand post, Sally Sue's calling her to tell her about the Instagram posts, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, and vice versa. Um, it was even different. And that that scares me. Mm-hmm. Having a little girl who's six, mm-hmm. you know, it it's different. Yeah, um, even for my seventeen-year-old and my thirteen-year-old. I always tell the story of how technology different they are, where I'm teaching my 13-year-old her letters, and like, oh, type me, or not type me, write a number C, write the, excuse me, write the letter C. And she gets up from the paper and pen at the table where we are, and gets up, goes into the computer room, goes on the computer, type C. No way. That's so funny. <laughs> She's three. She's three. No, I <laughs> write it. I did. It's right here. No, with the pencil. Pencil? Like, <laughs> why do we have these? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> she came into this world full blown mm-hmm. technology. Even to sometimes, even the, the grandparents are like, um, did you stop taking pictures? Like, where are our pictures? I'm like, oh no. They're just they're on my phone. Yeah, and they're on my phone. Yeah, so true. I don't know if anyone remembers picture people, but with my (laughs) own, we were at picture people every three to six months. You'd go to Sears. Did you go to Sears? We'd go to Sears. Sears, Right. (laughs) My grad photos, high school graduation at Sears. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's just a different world. It is. And so I have to navigate for each one in a, their, their own bubble in a different world. And what, what, what works for one doesn't necessarily work for the other. So mm-hmm. I always tease and say I'm a bipolar parent because I've got one kid, another example, I've got one kid, hey, do the dishes. Oh my God, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. They know the expectation, do the dishes. I walk away, she gets up, she goes to the dishes. I got another kid. Go do this. Just, okay, mom, and you look great today. And That's my Lucy <laughs> kissing my butt all day long. I walk away five hours later. Wait, the dishes aren't even done. Yep. 
<laughs> you pacified me. Didn't I put up a fight? Then I've got one who instantly, no matter what I say, the first word is no, puts up a fight, but then goes into obedience and goes and does it. Yeah. Y'all have me spinning. <laughs> I know. It's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> and that's my life in a nutshell. <laughs> it's hard. I feel like the worst that could happen when we were kids, I feel like we're similar ages. I have no, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're, I'm 43. Are you around the same age as me? I'm 40. So I, I kind of just figured that we were around the same age, but the worst that could happen to you is someone would write on the bathroom wall, <laughs> Susie is a slut, you know, or, yeah. you know, now yeah. it's so different and it does yeah. scare me because of the messages that other women write me on social media. It's like, who does this, you know, like, and that worries me a lot. Wow. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I just put myself in this bubble of oblivion to where, you know, those rose colored glasses is I see, I see the beauty in social media. I've met so many wonderful people such as yourself in social media. I've even got a chance to meet people in person from the things I've done. And I'm like, Oh my Mm -hmm. God, like, like you're right. I have an adopted godmother who I've never met in life, but she's always checking on me and an elderly, elderly lady, but loves the heck out of social media. And mm-hmm. if I was to ever see her in person, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so many beautiful things have happened there, Agreed. but I know how dark it could be. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if you look on mine now, like I'm very sporadically on there, something happened during COVID and I can't even pinpoint it where I know I need to be there. That's where my business is. That's where my clients mm-hmm. are. I know I need to be sharing. I know I need to be marketing. But sometimes I have no desire and I don't even fight myself in doing the desire to do it. Mm-hmm. I had an intern at one point where they were doing the posting for me because I just could not do it. And not because there is anybody particularly bothering me or any particular images. I'm all about it. If it bothers you, unfollow. Like I make sure my space Agreed. is safe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, my, it's my feet. There should be no reason why my feet is making me feel a certain way. So if it's making me feel some way, it's time to clean house. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I don't know. It was just the whole, in the extra, like I say about that busy part, that extra, I got to like this. I got to respond to this. I got to comment to this. I got to do It was just taxing and it wasn't, does this bring me joy? Agree. Yeah. No longer brings me joy. Why am I doing it? Then, yeah, that's, uh, I agree with that. I think a lot of people struggle with social media. I had a friend who, um, he took himself off of social media. This was a few years ago because it depressed him. I'm like, mm-hmm. but why you're this, he was a successful doctor and he's like, but I gave up so much of my life mm-hmm. to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. I gave up friends. I gave up mm-hmm. having a family, getting married. Mm-hmm. And then he sees images of happy people and that depresses him. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And I see that, you know, I, I can see it. I can see it. Um, I need to go back to it, but I, um, this is a little bit before COVID. I can't remember if it was a day, if it was a week, but I started implementing with the girls social media free day. Um, and I would, I had a little control VPN on their phones and I would just shut it all down. Um, and yeah, I mean, now they're smarter and they've got extra 18,000 other devices. They can go on their phone. They can go on their, I mean, they can go on their iPads. They can look, go on the computer. The computer's a smart TV. Like you can do everything now to kind of segue from that. But at the time, that was all they had. And my oldest just thrived. Like, 
just came out of her shell again. Like, and she really too, and she just was thriving. And, and I think at that time, her her thing was Snapchat. Um, but she was like, "Mom, when we were done, she's like, I don't think I'm gonna put it on my phone again." And I was like, "Baby, then don't." You're wow, fine. that must make you feel good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're fine. She's like, I just, you start, you know, it's, and it's the simple things. You invite your middle school friend to go do something with you, go to the mall. They're like, no, mom, I said, can I have to do homework? And then you see a post where they're out at some event with Sally Sue. Mm-hmm. That does something to people. Yeah. We didn't see everybody's every move before. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That but way, you're right. It, if we're falsifying information and we end up hanging out with anybody else, there's not a picture to prove it. Or yeah. if it is, you still got to get it developed. You got to show it. Like, but it's, not, yeah, it's, right. it's not, you know what I mean? It's not in that time and in that moment. Mm-hmm. And you're not even thinking of the person just lied to seeing it. You're just because <laughs> you're just in naiveness. And so it's, yeah. it's your work, yeah. so you yeah. do what you do, but mm-hmm. you're not realizing the ramifications, and mm-hmm. it goes deep. I've mm-hmm. had you know many of their peers deal with eating disorders behind even the images we, as their adult figures and mentors, they're looking up to, and they're thinking that they have to be this certain way and this type of thing. Like I will mm-hmm. post, you know, we can go on my feed and you'll see like different detox drinks and things, things like I'm not posting that as you've got to be this size one and you've got to do mm-hmm. it. I post it because I want you to clean the toxins and rinse the toxins, but they don't, yeah. their, their, their mental capacity can't grasp all of that. All they're mm-hmm. seeing is, oh, I need to do this and I need to go hardcore and just focus and I need to be her size and da-da. it just, mm-hmm. so yeah, I remember dealing with that as a kid, but I didn't, I just had magazines and television right. Right. I didn't have social media and, um, and I dealt with eating disorders, I think because I'm five ten, and I was in a sport where everyone was five feet tall. So I just wanted to be smaller. I wanted to be petite, like all of my friends and I couldn't control it, but I could control my waist size, yeah. you know? And, but I, I'm sure it would have been so much worse if I had social media right. and, right. and Utah is one of the most vain States in really? the world. It's super vain. Everyone wants to look super perfect. Everyone looks the same. They have a million babies before the age of 30. And their so biggest goals get skinny. <laughs> kind of. But, you know, the, none of those people really are Utahns. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the misfits. No one, I don't, there's one that I've heard of. The rest I've never heard of. <laughs> but it's, it is a little bit true. I mean, I think, but everyone want everyone's doing like the keto diet or, all these diets. And I think it's so unhealthy. It's such an unhealthy message to our children. Right. You know, and Corinne and I try really hard. We get asked all the time, what do you eat? What is your diet? And we don't ever talk about that because we're naturally tall and on the slender side. So it's not fair to compare a person who isn't on the tall slender side. Like for me to gain 10, for me, for my pants not to fit, I have to gain 10 pounds because I'm so tall, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I don't feel like it's fair to compare what I do to somebody right. that's five feet tall, you know? Really, it, it just, it's different. I remember, I forgot who was it, so I'm five, three. And I think this person was like five, seven or five something. And I don't know what it was. And I'm like, oh, I'm da-da-da-da, wait. And I'm like, oh, me too. 
no way i'm like oh yeah but i'm like but you just have height so you wear it different like thanks it's <laughs> just like good great charlie Brown. but it was just like like it's it's those things and but i was as i was listening to you i was just thinking how i don't know why we're designed this way but how ironic it is for we always want the opposite of what we are yeah, so you're wanting yeah. to be taller. I mean, shorter. Mm-hmm. I wanting to be taller because I, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like it's yeah. always the opposite. Like even for me, I have hazel eyes, but people want hazel eyes, and all I wanted was brown eyes. I just want to be normal. Really? Like, yeah. Like it's it's so weird. It is yeah. so weird on how we do that to ourselves. But I am just happy with the coming of age that. <laughs> I am what I am, <laughs> you know, take it mm-hmm. or leave it. And if I'm not for you, here's the door. Have you always been that way or did you grow Absolutely. into that comfort? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I grew mm-hmm. into that. That's a lot of bump bruises. <laughs> I think it took me to about 35 yep. to grow into my skin and be comfortable with like, you know what? I am who I am. Yeah. And that's when I became successful too. Me too. Yes. Was yeah. when I finally just like gave in and try, stopped trying to be what everyone, I thought everyone wanted me wanted to be. Oof, the liberation. Mm-hmm. That's when you start living. Yeah, agreed. That's when you really start living. I mean, you're no longer worried about what anybody says or thinks. Like I even try and teach my kids now. Yes, you're under my tutelage. Yes, I would hope in the way that we've raised and trained you, that you take on those things. But at the end of the day, you have to answer to your creator and yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you're okay with the answers you have to give yourself, who am I? I'll roll with you till the wheels fall off. If you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. And that's how I want them to be into adulthood mm-hmm. and not, well, I'm worried about what mom's going to do. Da-da-da-da. If mom doesn't like your tattoos, it doesn't matter. If you like it, you love it, you did it for the right reasons, let's go. <laughs> and we'll talk when you're 30 <laughs> about that you know tattoo. So <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's giving that grace and that space to be. And they need that to learn and to become who they are. Yeah. Because I, ha- I feel like my friends that have the really controlling moms neurotic, always scared, they become those moms, you know, they become those people who are always scared that your child's going to fall down where they need to wear a helmet 24 seven, because they might fall and get hurt. You know, like it's doing, I think it's doing your kids a disservice by doing that. I think teaching them to, to roll with the punches and teaching them to make their own decisions based on how they feel, which is right or what is wrong. I think that's a great tool to teach them. Yeah. And I, I, to be fair, I feel like I'm a little bit of both. I will have you go talk to Sally Sue and handle your business, but you best believe I'm around the corner listening and making sure. Good. They need to know that too, right? Making yeah. sure Sally Sue doesn't they need to know because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I will make myself known. <laughs> yeah. You're still the mom. You're not the friend. You're still the mom. That's good. <laughs> but I will let you handle and do what you need to do. Uh, I just was talking to my youngest last night and she's sharing and she feels like she was in the middle of a conflict between two friends. And they're like, let's make it simple. Get out the middle. But then no, get out the middle because here's my issue. I'm team you. While I care about these other two individuals, you're mine. 
<laughs> if they can't respect and do right by you, then they're gonna have a problem with me. So protect them from me. <laughs> that is get great. Get up. <laughs> and do they listen? Do they get out of the middle? She gets out the middle. <laughs> she gets out the middle. And but it's in her own way. I don't tell mm-hmm. you how to get out the middle. I don't tell you what getting out the middle looks like. If you're here to ask me and we can develop and see what that means, yes. But mm-hmm. I I they don't I don't think they are they're not those type of children to where everything I say XYZ plus two equals the they're gonna try and remove the two to see if they can still get the answer without the two. That's their creative genius. That's just how they mm-hmm. grow. That's great. I love that. So I've just learned, and I think that comes even too with me and my husband. We're at the same de- destination. Doesn't matter the route I took. I'm sorry, I, mm-hmm. I went to Waze and I did Route Two, and you did Route What. We still got here, and to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I got here two minutes faster than you. <laughs> it's just like, mm-hmm. but same destination. Yeah, different journey, different path to get there. Not a problem. I'll see you. I love that. It's just being creative. When yeah. I was a kid, I'd always get in trouble because um, I would like in like first or second grade, they tell you to know, you know, like, um, what is that paint by numbers? You know, you want to put a yellow here, a red here, blue here. Well, I had a box of crayons of 64 colors. So I would use gold instead of yellow. And I would get in so much trouble for not following directions. I'm like, but I love that. that's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to do it this way. And I think it's actually helped me as an adult with creativity awesome. and problem solving mm-hmm. versus just doing the prescribed method. I, my girls laugh because I am definitely a rule follower <laughs> to make sense. Yeah. Otherwise I become a rebel with the cause. <laughs> I don't, my, I, I tease because my husband was more of the rebellious team than I was. And I, sometimes I feel like, you know, you turn him, tell you tell him to turn the lights on. He's going to turn it off just because you told him to turn it on. That's his rebellious part of him. Mm-hmm. Me. I might be turning it off because let's save a kilowatt. Let's say that like, there's a reasoning, mm-hmm. there's a method behind mm-hmm. versus just doing the opposite of what you say. Mm-hmm. I'm a rebel, just a rebel with the cause. It's got to make sense. <laughs> I like that. And they're just like, hey, way. Like even sometimes we'll just drive. I'm like, right or left? And they're like, what? Right or left? You want me to take a right? You want me to take a left? Mom, you don't know where we're going? Let's just go off the road. Let's go off the beaten path for a second. Right or left? Pick. Pick a choice. I was like, it freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like, fine. I'll make it right. And they're like, oh my God, it's a dirt path. Hold on. Everybody's got the seatbelts on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see where it leads. They're like, damn it, mom, and your life lessons. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be fun to see how it manifests in their adulthood. <laughs> Just and to screw with their little brains. <laughs> kids to see how they navigate through. Because yeah. I do, I have done some wacky stuff just for the sake of, why not? Like, yeah. I think I am so type A sometimes that I even have to shake it up for me. So mm-hmm. I'm not really just shaking it up for them. I'm like, okay, enough of the routine, right or left, pick one. Let's forget what Waze is telling me. Let's just do something. I'm going to, I'm going to get back to the right destination. Waze always brings me back, but I'm going to mm-hmm. make Waze work too. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to go this way. And then the app is like, you turn, you turn, you turn. No, I'm not. I know. I hate there. that app. 
you I figure it out. You figure it out. That's your job. But I'm not doing it. Either. I'm not making it easy for you. So computer. So you being this way was lockdown hard for you. I mean, you mentioned that you mentioned earlier before we started recording this podcast that you liked that it slowed you down and everything, COVID being locked down and the, everything being closed. Was that hard for you being contained? No. It was a breath of fresh air. I didn't know I needed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like I was getting ready to rev up for a book signing for my daughter's book. She has a book out. Um, we were revving up a book signing for um, the Beauty of a Mess Volume 2. I was getting ready to go on to conference planning mode. Actually, I was in conference planning mode. We had vendors lined up. We had all this stuff going. Um, and my grandmother was really sick. So then, uh, then she ended up passing. So then we were dealing with that. I just got back from vacation. It was like all of these. Like, And when we mm-hmm. normally take our vacation in February, it's because we're taking it in February because we know we're about to grind through August. Mm-hmm. So it was like we were gearing ourselves up. Okay, here's the last vacation before we go hard. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like competition season was starting, mm-hmm. dance, like all of those things were happening. We're mm-hmm. just like, wait, what? It helped in an odd way because my husband never stopped. So mm-hmm. he's an essential worker and I have to keep going. Mm-hmm. It raised my anxiety level, however, mm-hmm. because I am a worry rat. Mm-hmm. Um, so worry about his safety, worry about what he's coming and bringing home to us, all these kind of things. And, all. and I'm a germaphobe. So it- Oh, just, you oh, have friends like, like you. Yes. <laughs> so it sent me in a little tailspin. But the fact that I was able to be in my own bubble mm-hmm. did great for my introverted soul. Because there's times where I have to take myself to be that extrovert. Mm-hmm. But the moment the curtains close, <sighs> give me two days, give me two days. I retreat. Mm-hmm. So I was able to do all those things and put things on pause and really reevaluate why am, am I doing the podcast? Well, I want a chance for other people to shine and share their stories, but the editing part and the da, 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 it was exhausting. So instead of forcing it through the pandemic, I was like, you know what, I'm going to pause. And now I'm like, okay, if I come back, I need an editing team. I'm not doing this all by myself. Like, it was, it's because of all this other stuff on my plate. Mm-hmm. I've, I've learned to delegate and I have learned to outsource. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do it all just because I can. The problem yeah. with me is I do a lot of things good. There's mm-hmm. not a lot that's great. Like it's mm-hmm. like that jack of all trades. I can do you have too many things going on. Yeah, I can do anything. And when I yeah. do it, stellar but there's not that one zone of genius aside from coaching that's not mm-hmm. that there's not that one thing where you're like oh that's her it's like oh no she can do that oh she can bake too oh she can do that oh, she but that doesn't leave me room for that one only thing so then I have everything mm-hmm. and what used to give me validation and the everything was snatched away. Mm-hmm. Evaluate, pivot. I don't need those things to say I'm good. I don't need those mm-hmm. things to say I'm making a difference. I know mm-hmm. what to do. I know if I don't post a reward or post someone's 
um, one of my client certifications or one of their wins, I know that it's still their win. I know I still helped facilitate that. Mm-hmm. Became- it's so refreshing to hear your point of view because so many people have such a negative spin on being locked down and your, 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 your glass is half full. It's like over, it's like overfilled. Your well, glass I is mean, so full. And like, think like we have to get creative. I wouldn't have met mm-hmm. you. I'm researching yeah. all over the world. Like someone's got to be doing something virtually. Like you're just going to, y'all just going to leave us high and dry. And there's no Pilates class out there. Like no <laughs> reformer, no nothing. Yeah. Like, I know people, I thought it was common that people had reformers at home. So yeah. I didn't understand why I couldn't find more virtual classes. And it took like page six, like digging deep, applying for this. Really? Okay, yeah. Like it was like, wow. No. So then I found you. I'm like, I'm not letting her go. <laughs> <laughs> I felt, I mean, I found so many silver linings in COVID and you just have to look. And like you said, you just have to be like pivot and be like, okay, we're taking this route now. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I got to meet people like you and I don't know why we never zoomed before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, please don't stop. I know my schedule's inconsistent right now, but please don't stop. Cause it's like, yeah. then I moved further out there and we moved during COVID. So then I'm further away from my local studio. So that's still 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then with the girl's schedule, they close by five and I'm like, wait, I'm available at 6 PM and you guys are closed now. Like everyone's hours are still short, still, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's still different. We're still getting back to a, a rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we've all asked ourselves with COVID, like, why? Like, I was doing this, or I was going to do this, or I wanted to do this. Not everyone fared the correct way. My daughter thrived. Mm-hmm. She was like, I was born for, um, what is it called? I was born for, what is it? Not isolation. What did they have us in? Lockdown or, yeah, yeah what? Um, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but she, she was like, this is what I was born for. She was like, I, I've been asking for this all my life. And then my youngest, who is the life of the party, we were worried about her. But she also was approaching teenage years where they just want to be in their rooms. So mm-hmm. it kind of worked where I'm like trying to like, no, let's go do this. You, you know, she's like, no, I'm good. No, let's go. No, I'm good. She's just like, mm, okay, I'm going to let you have your moment. But I need you to come back organically to your personality. Right, come back. We yeah. need you back. The world needs you. Um, so finding, I think also for them, because they are, are traditional homeschoolers, all of a sudden, all their friends are at home. So yeah. we can all do them and we can all have fun and we can all do this. And all of a sudden, people are calling them. Hey, how do you log into this? How do you do this? Like, they didn't become, they were the norm now. Versus, yeah. oh, you're homeschooled. Oh, what is it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was that type of thing where it's like, hey, hey. And then what, my daughter's like, you do have to know you're doing school at home, right? You're still not homeschooled. You're just doing school at home. There's a difference. Like, she educates all the time. <laughs> So it wasn't but, that huge of an adjustment for them because they're already doing school at oh, home. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Not My all. husband already worked from home. So like, he's like, I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> it was no change for him. <laughs> and and that, was, that was me too. I've always worked from home uh, as home as well after I left corporate way back in oh, 07, 08. But 
it was just different that there were so many people in my space Mm -hmm. Um, where even with Zoom, I've had Zoom, had stock in Zoom for decades before. Everyone's like, oh, have you heard of Zoom? I'm like, duh. (laughs) But even with Zoom, had to adjust and, and, you know, their platform got bigger and their Mm -hmm. awareness got bigger. And so then they're changing their things and making things where I'm grandfathered in. And I'm like, wait, don't change me. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, you had the schools and the privacy issues, you got all these other things that are rolling out. And I'm like, wait, no, I've been using you for 10 years before anybody knew about you. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just like, and you know, and part of my personality is too, the more people do something that I consider was once my own, Mm -hmm. I would, I want to go then find something that's my own again. So I was even telling one of my clients, I was like, what if you use another platform? She's like, well, what's wrong with Zoom? Nothing's wrong with it, but everybody's using it. Like, There's got to be something better too, <laughs> you know? Like, well, yeah. that now, because now everyone needs it. So when the need arise, people show up, the innovators. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there's other things out there, but it was just funny on how my knee-jerk reaction, even with nothing wrong, I was just like, ugh, everybody's using it now. Like, no longer special. No. <laughs> That's really funny. That's so funny. No. <laughs> well, I really, I'm like smiling our whole conversation. I just like, everything you say just makes me smile. You're just such a bright light. And I love your, I love your thoughts and your theories and um, your approach to coaching people seems more, not mystical, but more spiritual and more organic yes. versus this is your goal. How did you, what did you do yeah. to, uh, what are you, what are your yeah. steps to obtain this goal? It seems a little, I really like how, I, I really like how you presented it to me today. And I've, yes. I've never spoken with a life coach before. I, I really didn't understand. I thought it was just goal setting. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. No, it, it's really, I mean, it's, that's the, the nucleus, but mm-hmm. there's so many organs and other things around it that gets us to there. But Sometimes I think just in humans, we have the answer within. Mm-hmm. We are not trusting ourselves or we don't know how to pull mm-hmm. it out because yeah. there's layers, there's junk. We got to yeah. get out of the way to get to it. So I'm just here facilitating that transformation. You're definitely here it. for a reason. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm super spiritual in the way that I feel like we all have not a job, but we're all have okay. a gift to share. Absolutely. And I feel like this is definitely your gift because you're special. Like this isn't stuff you learned. I feel like this is stuff that like is in your soul that you're supposed to share with people. Yeah. It's, it's when you look, I'm getting goosebumps, but when you say that it, it's, it rings true because when I found the world of coaching, Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, I already do that. I just don't get paid for it. Wait, hold on. Let me figure this out. People are people are paying for this. Hold on. Hold on. I'm selling myself short. (laughs) Isn't that the best career though? When you find something (laughs) that you're good at, that you're natural, it's authentic, (laughs) organic, and you can make money at it at the same time. That's 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 the idea. (laughs) Yeah, because it was almost mind blowing for my family. My uh, I'm type A, my super type Ers, and the analytics. They're like, wait a minute, so. What are you going to do? Where's your retirement? What do you mean? This is the retirement. What are you talking about? As long as I can talk, 
as long as I can type or when I can no longer type and someone can transpose or vice versa, I'll be doing it. I'll be on my deathbed talking about, so how did you feel about like, that? You're just- going to be, when you're, when you have grandchildren, you're going to be the wise grandma. Grandma, well, great grandma, you're going to be the wise. You're going to be the, the matriarch of your family. I can see it. <laughs> I've got the grays. So it, I, I've got I'm the grays. <laughs> I color my hair too often. I don't know if I have gray yet. <laughs> I'm inconsistent, apparently. I'm not quick enough. They come faster than I'm ready. <laughs> Do they really? That's funny. Yes. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs>